Welcome to a special edition of Breaking Badness. In this episode for our Summer Camp 2019 miniseries, we're joined by Kyle Wilhoit, Principal Cyber Attack and Exploit Researcher on Palo Alto Network's Global Security Response Team. We sat down to discuss the Cyber Threat Alliance, trends in ransomware, and Kyle's personal hero. This special episode of Breaking Badness is next. So Kyle, thank you so much for being on our podcast today. Thank you for having me. Yes, of course. We've missed you. It's so nice to see you in person. I know. It's great. It's It's wonderful. Seeing you in Vegas and not in Seattle. Yeah, it's it's weird. It is. I prefer Seattle. Oh, I (laughs) wholeheartedly agree with that. (laughs) Well, so let's just jump into a few questions here. It's just meant to be a reflection. And I always like to start this out on a positive note, too, and not just go right into like the doom and gloom, the FUD. Yeah, Yeah, we have plenty of time for that. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, that's the easy stuff. That's the easy. Yeah, that's the low-hanging fruit. (laughs) It is. Um, So I like to just ask, what is something as an industry we've improved on or changed in the Mm. past year? It's actually a good question and one that I am intimately familiar with, primarily because at Palo Alto, we have something called the CTA that we participate in, the um, Cyber Threat Alliance. And what that is, it's basically a consortium of actual competitors. So for instance, like Palo Alto is on there, Cisco is on there. There's researchers from all these different organizations that are on the surface competitors, but on the background, we're trading intelligence to ultimately protect our, be- our customers better. So for instance, if there's a new campaign that it's someone on my group is tracking, we'll go out and actually start to trade, or not trade, but give that information early to some of the other organizations, some of our competitors, in order for them to start developing protections in their products going forward. So I think that's a humongous step forward. And to be quite frank, something that is long overdue. Something that the only way that we're going to get better for intelligence enrichment and intelligence collection is by going out and having those relationships formed and leveraging those in in several different ways. So I think that's the huge one. That's really cool. And maybe it's an overdone discussion point to say that the threat actors are working together on the the cyber criminals. Why not us? Why not us? Exactly. Step past the ISACs. In a sense. So it that's is. really cool and that it's, you're and all it's, doing that. You know, it's truly like kind of quote unquote boots on the ground, right? It's researchers yeah. that are actively doing the, the collection and the enrichment of the data. So they're they're truly in, like gaining access to that data. and tra- I mean, it's, it's really good uh, information that we can ultimately protect all of our customers better, which is ultimately everybody wins yeah Yeah, absolutely a win 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 as they say exactly yeah (laughs) so on the reverse side of that what where's the room for improvement what should we be doing better um i think first of all is is logging one thing that i still notice still a problem across organizations all over the planet is the lack of logs logs from not just um, an incident response perspective, right, to try to put the pieces back together after an incident, but also to be able to proactively start to hunt and look for stuff on networks, that's a huge piece. And and granted, logs can come from many different places, right? Meaning logs can come from the endpoint itself. It could also come from like um, a product environment, like domain tools, for instance. I'm not just referring to a log off of an endpoint. I'm referring to logs in general, data in general. Absolutely. Um, so I think a lot of it comes down to having access to that data is the biggest thing, specifically from a self-serving perspective. For me, as like an intelligence person, and, and, and I want all of the data. So for me, it's access to that data, and I think that we can get much better at not just gaining access to that data, but also facilitating that access, right? Making it easy to access. Like, And that's one of the great things about like Iris, for instance, is the access to to that data is is easily accessible and the interface is nice to do that it's a perfect example of what we need more of in my opinion oh perfect well thank you for that compliment <laughs> too appreciate it <laughs> 
All right, what else do we have here? Lots of great questions, but let's run through some more. So, what? Again, maybe another overdone question, but what's the greatest threat that you see to the industry at this point in time? Mm. What keeps you up at night? There's a lot, unfortunately. Um, but I would say, like, a lot of people would go out and they'd say, well, nation state espionage groups are the biggest thing. And yeah, those are concerning, but those are edge cases and they're very much targeting uh, very specific industry verticals, et cetera. What I would honestly be most concerned about and what I witness the most from, like, um, uh, customers across the globe, not just Apollo, but everywhere, is ransomware. And I know like it's super easy in most cases to be able to, to thwart ransomware attacks and, and all of the things associated with that. But it's still so very effective, primarily because host-based and endpoint-based protections aren't really up to snuff to some degree to be able to, uh, to catch the activity for ransomware. But additionally to that, um, the, the ransomware actors themselves are starting to develop really unique ways to infect their victims and they're chaining it with additional um, infection methods. So you're seeing like the ransomware actor groups and targeted groups that are leveraging ransomware against victims. We're watching them take uh, specific cues from nation state espionage actors that get published by like Palo Alto, for instance, and all these companies. So like we'll go out and we'll find an actor group, we'll publish their TTPs, their methodologies for attack, the technology they're leveraging, procedures they're measuring, uh, leveraging, etc., and then they'll take that and weaponize it in their own campaigns. So we're almost mm -hmm. watching them leverage the capability, like what we're publishing, and then they're they're getting smart to it. So it's a byproduct, oh, wow. which is really strange. But I think ransomware ultimately is one of the still biggest threats. I mean, there was an attack I think I saw yesterday against another uh, city somewhere, and it was some crazy. I don't remember exactly. It's turning what it into a bad joke. Yeah, it I comes mean, up weekly. It does. It's, it really it's does. Bad. And yeah. it's usually those again those. Um, organizations or municipal municipalities that aren't you have these people that are potentially not um, trained to be security yeah, precisely. folks. precisely. And, yeah. and they don't have the budget, to be quite frank, to yeah. be able to then go out and retain one of the big firms to go out and do incident response, et cetera. So they're oftentimes relegated to performing uh, incident response for themselves, which is oftentimes not terribly accurate. But Yeah, you know, absolutely. Yeah. Well, that's thank you for, for all yeah. that information. That's super helpful. Yeah, no problem. So another another interesting thing we talk about, you know, we talked a lot about things that we can improve in the industry, but a great place to start is what we're trying to improve individually. So I'm yeah. curious if you have any goals or pet projects or professional development things you're hmm. you're that's, working on for this next that's year. That's actually a really good question. Um, so the one thing I can talk about is is I'm attempting I'm going to be attempting my PhD. So what? Yeah. Congratulations, yeah, thank you, Kyle. Thank you. Yeah, thanks. So I'll be starting that uh, before too long. I'm um, just kind of putting all the ducks in a row for that because that's a lot. You know, there's a lot to that, um, aligning it with work and all of that stuff. So I'm in the process of starting that progress. So yeah, it should be good. That's very yeah, I'm exciting. Hoping to start it in 2020. So. Okay, congratulations. Yeah, thank you, thanks. Dr. Kyle. It's got a nice ring to it. No, no. <laughs> Change your Twitter handle, Dr. Kyle. <laughs> oh. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And I have a, a slightly lighter question for you to feel too, which okay. is what is what are some of the worst security metaphors you've been seeing this past year? Okay, so one, well, I, I don't know necessarily about the metaphors, right? But like <laughs> some of the key terms that have been driving me nuts is swim lane. Like uh. I can't, uh-uh, I can't hear that anymore. No thanks. <laughs> um, another big popular one is, is speedboat. I don't know if you've heard of this. I have not. Like, Tell me all about this. That, but Kelsey, we need to speedboat this problem. That means we need to get like going on it now 
Like we don't need like a slow, like a, a you don't want to rowboat this project. Yeah, we don't want to speed canoe this project. We want to speedboat this baby, <laughs> and that's that's part of you know, that's part. Yeah, we got to speedboat it. Oh my. Yeah. So that those are painful. those are the two that are painful specifically for me. Okay. When I hear them, I get a little cringy. Okay, that's fair. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I have a a good metaphor. Well, it's not a metaphor, but a new saying that I heard recently that oh, I'd love to share with you. I would love to hear it. Or two. One is. It's like charging hell with a squirt gun. (laughs) And the second one is when somebody is able to befriend anyone or just is extremely social, can solve any problem, it's you could send them into a closet full of shit and they come out riding a pony. (laughs) So that's what I have for you. I have to use those. (laughs) There you go. Those are good. Yes, run with those. We'll we'll have to speedboat those. (laughs) And full circle. Don't try to boil the ocean. Don't try to boil the ocean. Let's take this offline, Kyle. <laughs> Let's spitball it later. <laughs> oh gosh! And so I, I know you're super active on Twitter. I love keeping up with your feed, and I know Twitter is something that a lot of people have used as an answer for this next question I'm going to ask. But how do you stay on top of the the ever changing threat landscape, other than this fantastic group that you all have set up? Yeah. Uh, what are a few ways that you stay on top of all things security? Really good, really really good question. And actually, a challenge that has been surprisingly difficult to overcome because part of what the threat analysis unit at Palo Alto does is they keep track of um, cross-industry publications. So for instance, if Cisco Talos is publishing about a malware family, we have to be aware of that, and then we have to make sure that our products are also capable of protecting us, you know, our customers yeah, against that stuff. Yeah, absolutely. So being said, the best way that I've found to be able to track this kind of information is actually via Slack channel with RSS feed integration. Ooh, and okay. then I just add in, we, we have like a team news channel basically, and it's all RSS feeds from all the big, you know, security players out there, all the big security companies, and including blogs as well, because there's several researchers that have personal blogs that are fantastic as well. Um, and it's just one, basically one location where it, it's an aggregate news feed for all of the industry sources that we have, and it's great for that. That has been basically the cure-all for us, for being able to track the news. Yeah. That's awesome. All yeah. right. Thank you for sharing that. Yeah, you should definitely, if that's something that you're having a challenge with, just set up a Slack channel with an RSS feed and you'll be set. And if you need when the list of like sites, I can send them to you. So. Yeah, I might take you up yeah. on that and we'll put yeah. them on the on this blog too so cool. people can connect to them. Yeah. yeah. Um, another question, I know some of your favorite tools, but I won't spoil it here in the question, <laughs> but what are some open source projects or tools that you think are helpful and other folks should know about and nice. use? Yeah. So one of my, and this isn't necessarily open source, but it's free, at least the, the consumer version is free. Maltigo is a big one for me. Um, I absolutely love Maltigo to be able to visually represent and visually pivot on infrastructure, um, as well as being able to go out and obviously look at binaries, specific static or or dynamic artifacts related to those binaries, etc. The nice thing is, is that with Maltigo, you can also leverage API feeds such as domain tools to be able to pivot on infrastructure and look for additional tangential connections, pivots, points, etc. So it gives you the power of taking many different API connections and many different data sources from many different organizations, and it correlates into one spot, giving you, I hate to say this, and, and going back to a couple of questions <laughs> oh, about no. single pane of glass. <laughs> yeah, I had to say it. <laughs> All right, drink. Yeah, yeah right, yeah, right. <laughs> Um, but it does. It gives you one single pane to be able to interface with all of these data sources, and that's that's huge. So 
Yeah, that's a great point. We we obviously we love Maltigo, and yeah. that's always a good reminder. I always remember you talked quite a bit about Yara rules too, oh, which is yeah. fantastic. Yara is, I mean, for for being able to find unique um, files and, and related pieces of infrastructure or data and information, etc. Yara is instrumental, um, and it has been instrumental to me for probably the past eight years. And I know, like across threat intelligence in the field of threat intelligence, Yara is extraordinarily heavily used and leveraged. So Yara is, yeah, from a rule perspective and like a rule structure kind of perspective, it's it's really unbeatable, Fantastic. in my opinion. So, Perfect. Yeah. Yes, love it. <laughs> and the last question I'll ask you to end again on a positive okay. note. Awesome. Um, is who? From a personal side, there's so many security people out there fighting the good fight every day, working their butts off, and probably yeah. not getting a lot of love for it. Who's a, a personal hero you have in InfoSec that you want to give a shout-out to? Interesting. Um, Cliff Stoll, actually, funny enough, who wrote The Cuckoo's Egg back in... what year, Tim, you'd know this, it seems. Cuckoo's Egg by Cliff Stoll. That was written, I don't know, like in the late 80s, I think. But uh, he's still a personal hero of mine, and it's still, I've never met him. I'd love to meet him. So Cliff, if you're out there, I'd love to meet you. Um, but he's a personal hero because ultimately I read that book, and that's what kind of sparked the interest uh, for me to kind of pursue this career. So he is uh, what I would say is probably like my biggest, like if I saw him, you know, it'd be like, I don't know. Have a little fan, fan yeah, man yeah, moment. Yeah, exactly. That's exactly right. <laughs> <laughs> well, then Cliff is also one of my personal heroes because oh, I'm very okay. thankful to have met you through the InfoSec community, and yeah. you're just wonderful and provide so much value well, back into it. Well, so thank you, you for all that you do. Well, thank you. I appreciate it. And that laughing at my puns. You. Oh, you know. Well, they're good. I mean, if you didn't laugh, you don't have a soul. <laughs> you don't have a soul. Well, Kyle, thank you so much thank for your you. time. Yeah, thanks really for having me, Kelsey. It. Always good to talk to you. Always great to catch up. Thanks. Same. Thank you. That's about all we have for this week. You can find us on Twitter at Domain Tools. All of the articles mentioned today will be included in our blog post, which can be found at blog.domaintools.com. Catch us every Wednesday at 9 a.m. Pacific time when we publish our podcast and blog. That's it for this week. We'll see you again next week on another episode of Breaking Badness. Until then, remember, don't drink and click.